0: This is podcast number 528, and I'm Olivia, your host. And this week, we have returning guests. Hi, I'm Tom.
1: I chair the communication department at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida.
2: Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Whedonopolis. Hey,
3: this is Peter. I write for Why So Blue, and I live in Hollywood.
0: All right. uh, First up in the news, the only thing that I have is I Know What You Did Last Summer at Amazon has been canceled after one season. Which surprises uh,
1: no one? <laughs> no one who actually watched it.
0: <laughs> so, Tom, what other news do you have? Because that's all. I'm out. Apple TV Plus has ordered
1: Manhunt, a limited series about the search for John Wilkes Booth after the Lincoln assassination. Tobias Menzies from uh, The Queen, Seasons 3 and 4 as Prince Charles, is going to play Edwin Stanton, Lincoln's war secretary. And it's the first project for Monica Beletsky's overall deal with Apple she was Emmy-nominated Emmy for a work on Fargo. Warner Media and Viacom CBS are exploring the possible sale of a significant stake in the CW network. Stay tuned. Uh, HBO has announced that White Lotus Season 2 has cast Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos for Season 2. His character is going to travel to the resort with his elderly father and his son, a recent college, college graduate. Chris Noth has been dropped from the And Just Like That finale. He was supposed to have a cameo. Not anymore. Um, Award-winning comic book writer Ed Brubaker has joined the staff of the upcoming animated series Batman Cape Crusader. He's attached as head writer and executive producer alongside Bruce Timm, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves. Netflix has announced that Pakistani star Humayun Saeed has been cast as Princess Diana's friend Dr. Hazmat Khan for The Crown Season 5. Uh, Rita Wilson is going to guest on Paramount Plus's 1883 after her husband Tom Hanks' cameo in episode two, and by the way, it's a it's a hit, as is uh, the mothership Yellowstone. Uh, and PBS has announced that All Creatures Great and Small has been picked up for seasons three and four. And that's all I got.
0: All righty, uh, let's start off with the shows since we've been away for a while. Uh, we, I'm trying to, we're going to pick up where we left off with some of the shows. So some of these shows, they're like, yeah, we finished that last month. Yes, I know, we did too. So, (laughs) let's start off with, uh, the Wheel of Time finale. And you're like, Wheel of Time? How long ago was that? Yes, it was a while. (laughs) But, uh... Now I'm trying to remember. What the heck happened to the finale of Wheel of Time, the guys? Boring,
1: what, the boring white dude was confirmed to be the chosen one. The well, they said that boring. in the end
0: of the last episode.
1: Yeah, but we know for sure, and I don't know. I Yeah, I know they're following the book, but, man, I just wish they had cast that part better.
2: I will say that. Yeah, finale, he's really boring.
0: I thought the finale was actually pretty good because they did some surprising things. They killed characters that I was not expecting— uh, characters that are in like four or five more books. Uh, some of, uh, especially Loyal, the guy who uh, is the big kind of ogre kind of dude. Uh, he gets stabbed in the gut and killed. And I was like, wait, that dude's in like a bunch of more books, and they totally killed him. Really? I because
2: was... I, I thought that it was kind of odd that they would kill off a character like that after developing him so much. Yes, and that is in that that is bizarre that they would just suddenly off him after the, doing that and especially if it doesn't happen in the books it does not that's, that's weird does that
1: resurrection weird. happen in this uh fantasy
2: not, world? Not, not
0: not 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 after he's like if he's dead for a couple minutes no he's he's gone i don't understand how they're gonna do certain other things without him because his i get his main thing that he does is he leads them through the ways. But without him, they cannot travel through the ways anymore. He is their guide. You, a regular human cannot go through those, you know, that mystical ways. Those portal things. Those portals. He's the only one who can lead them through. And so I was like, uh, they just killed him? What? And then when it looked like they killed Nynaeve, I was about to throw things at my television. Because she, she's super important. Yeah.
1: And she obviously yeah. did get revived. She got revived immediately. She's not dead
0: yet. Yes,
1: but (laughs) I was uh, I was
0: freaking out. I will tell you, I was freaking out when Nynaeve looked like she was dead. I was like, no! Don't Carol, don't kill off all the characters of color. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, so Nynaeve thankfully is not dead. Um, But I did like that bit where they were all all the women were like channeling each other, and they burned. It shows basically what happens if you use too much too much power and you're not strong enough to use the power.
1: You literally spontaneously combust.
0: Yes. You burn up from within. Um, that's a very, that was a very visual way of showing it, but that is a lesson that you, you guys who are watching need to understand is that depending on how strong you are it determines how much power you can actually channel. And if for some reason you end up channeling more than you can handle, it will kill you. So that, that was a very visual, important lesson. Um, What's the other thing is? uh, So book one is called. Oh wait, what's it called? No, the Great
1: isn't it just the the Wheel of Time?
0: No, Uh, I just read it. I'm blanking on it. See, Peru's not here. I fall apart. But book two is called the Great Horn, or the Great Hunt. And what I'm gonna spoil a little for you guys is that. Uh, and they did it a little differently, which is, you know, like it shows those guys, uh, move the throne and they start digging and you're like, what the heck are they digging for? And I was watching him. I was like, Oh, they're going to get the horn. And he was like, Oh, that makes sense. So that, that big chest that they dig up and then the bad guys steal from them, kill everybody and steal from them has the horn of Valir inside. So I'm super excited about that, though they haven't explained to you guys what it is. But I already know what it is, so that's very cool. That happens at the end of first book, beginning of the second book, and they kind of put it together. So I thought the, that was uh, cool. The first book is called The Eye of the World. I just it. Thank add. you. The Eye of the World is what, uh, where they were going, where uh, Rand and Moraine were going to fight. The, Sauron? Yeah. <laughs> yes, where they were going to fight Sauron. What I like the actor that they have to play the villain. I thought he was pretty good. Well, he's good and he's actually threatening, unlike some of these shows that you hear
1: about a big bad, then they cast somebody who's not threatening at all.
0: Yeah, this guy I, was scary. I thought, it, I thought it was good casting. Okay, what's the deal with um,
1: uh, second lead of the show, the Asian dude who's Olam? like the body... So what, Lan? What's the deal with him, and is it Moraine? What do you
0: mean? Because he's, he fill- he's her warder.
1: He's her warder. Right, but what exactly is the nature of their relationship? I mean, they
0: have they have a metaphysical bond that connects them, so they feel each other's emotions. They feel each other's. Like he can always track her, know where she is, except that she cut him off when she went running in with Rand, so that he wouldn't get endangered with her. Right. Um, I was just wondering about his little fling
1: with the with the other good looking. Yeah, know, they really they're not person. in a
0: physical Lana and Moraine are not in a physical relationship.
1: Right. Well I, I figured since she was having a thing with her uh, making goo goo eyes at her, you know, friend girl, girlfriend, whatever.
0: Uh, the emerald <laughs> the emerald seat, yes. So
1: But um, I mean I'm obviously shipping um, shipping the uh you know the the two of them.
0: The warder, yeah, the warder and Nynaeve, which was partially why I was afraid Nynaeve was going to die. I was like, oh my god, can't do that, Uh, because that they're the two hottest people on the
1: show. You have to have them together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And also, that relationship goes for a while, so I was like, what? No. But okay, I've spoken enough. Anybody else any thoughts? Peter, you haven't said anything. Oh, oh, Allison, go ahead.
2: No, no, I just, I, I just found it very anticlimactic. And I, you know, there there is the problem which we've talked about before of you know the the guy who turned out to be the dragon is incredibly dull, and the fact that we, uh, they they you know the most interesting thing about the episode to me was actually the cold open that they had where they show.
0: The, oh, the original uh, the, dragon. Although, the
2: birth. although you know the no it's, no no it's, that that's they, the that's the original dragon,
0: uh, three thousand well, like, years they, before.
2: Except that in the scene, they refer to him as the dragon. That is incorrect. Born yes, as that, well. That is which incorrect. Which was weird and very confusing. It's like, wait a minute, he's 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 not the original either. He he, he but... is the original.
0: He is, he is he is the he is the guy who broke the world. He is the mm-hmm. dragon. He is the person that everyone is referring to, because he is the one who broke the world. However. I get what they're trying to say, which is this cycle has gone on a lot. So he is not, he, he's not he the has also original. done this cycle several times, but this version of him is usually referred to as the dragon because he's the one who broke all the continents. His idea, because the thing that's cool in that, that, uh, the, the prologue or whatever, is he's talking to a, a woman who's an Asadae, And she's telling him it's too dangerous. And he's like, no, I can totally handle this. And he's the one who poisons the male side of the source. So that's why men can't use it is because of him. He ends up getting it poisoned. And then by the poisoning, he goes mad and he breaks the continent and he makes mountains and destroys. He kills billions of people when he goes crazy. And so that's why they call him the dragon.
2: Um, but okay, the cycle has they, still they gone refer on. To him not as the dragon, but the dragon reborn, and so that was that was kind of odd. The, the thing that I found interesting was that the the culture that existed, you know, three thousand years earlier, was this obviously super advanced Correct. culture. I yeah. mean, you you're expecting something that's that's just the same level or even more primitive. And instead we no, get but this, if you, this thing if you think about cars it and, and the whole Yeah, bit. but if you
0: if you think about it, he broke the world, broke the continent. If yeah, so he, he basically he created, it, created a dark it. age. Yeah, so
2: yes. Ba- yeah. So, you know, three thousand years long, apparently. Right. Uh, but you know, the, so that for me was the most interesting part of the episode. After that, you know when we got back to everything else, it was it was just kind of eh, to me, I mean the, the confrontation especially between him and what they call the dark one. Yes. Um, you know, I I did like the casting of the dark one in the sense that the guy is a, a, an excellent actor and he has that threatening presence. However, there was just, and I could not turn this part of my brain off, the this this sort of um, metaphorical fight between white west and dark eastern. And, what are you talking you know, about? Uh, because the, the 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 actor who they cast as the dark one is very obviously Middle Eastern, and it just turned it into this kind of it just curdled it in my mind Except into this I, really racist kind of I, fight. I would two. totally it's disagree. It's by depicting the dark side as being something non-Western, and that just I, I mean I, I totally
0: disagree. Fun. Mainly because they've had a various amount of casting. All the good guys, all the other good guys are of various descents, so and also in that vision, his girlfriend is obviously not and the baby is obviously a mixed child, so I did not see that at all, um, especially because the yeah, casting but it's, has it's, been what
2: we're looking at is a fight if they are if, if, if these two characters embody the two sides. We're looking they, at no, fight but they don't embody the two sides.
0: The, the, they, they don't embody the two sides. The whole
2: point of the fight. Okay, but was... you're saying that from someone who's read the book. I'm just no, looking but at what I, I'm saying. Things. I'm
0: saying even in the moment, the whole thing was they're not embodying the two sides because uh, Rand has to decide which side he's going to be on anyway. So he's not of the good side. He could easily be the dark because the more he uses the power, the darker he goes. So it's not that he is the ultimate pure version of the power. He's not at all. It's it's a question of which way is he going to go. And this is the first conflict where he's had to decide which way he's going to go. He is not the embodiment of good at all. Does that mean he's going to pout and sulk more? It means <laughs> that he's actually going to go a little dark. they they're, they're going to the more he uses the power, the more crazy he becomes the more dark he becomes. So he's going to pout and sulk more. Or do evil things. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I didn't see that at leg. all. But, uh, Peter, your, your thoughts
3: real quick. Oh, I mean, I thought I... You know, you guys talking about it reminds me of what happened in that episode because you know, I kind of watched a whole bunch of them in a row. I liked the season overall more, way more than I thought I was going to. Um... But as far as the actual finale, I agree with Allison that I really liked this the kind of futuristic setting of the opening that I was like, "Oh, I didn't I didn't see that coming." Like so I thought that was pretty cool. Um I feel like I sort of came around on the actor playing Rand, but I will say what I didn't like about him in the beginning of the scene, season sort of to Tom's point. Was he seemed a little whiny and like angsty. And what I liked about him in the later part of the season was more about he seemed to be taking things seriously and trying to figure out what his destiny is. So I'm nervous if he's suddenly gonna become more Anakin Skywalker in the second season. Because I actually am like, oh, I kinda like where he's at, like right now. Like Well, so he's like, still he's still gonna
0: yeah. take it seriously, but the danger of every single time he uses the power, he touches the corruption. And the corruption seeps into him and it starts to, he starts to hear, he's going to start to like hear voices because we saw what happened to some, they showed him in the pilot, these other two males who used the power, or actually they, we thought it was two, but it was really one guy, but he had an imaginary guy next to him talking. And then when we saw the other dude that claimed he was a dragon reborn, he had people around him talking to him and, and influencing him. And that's part of the going crazy, going nuts. And the more you use the power, the more you get influenced by these voices in your head as you literally go insane. So you actually don't want Rand to use his power so that he stays as sane as possible. Um, Oh, okay. But overall, but I mean, to
3: to wrap it up, because I know we've been talking for a while, but overall, overall I liked, yeah, I mean, I liked the finale, but... I wasn't like wowed. I was more like, like, yes, I would watch a second season. I mean, maybe that's a good way to close. Like Allison and Tom, will you guys watch the are se- Will you watch the premiere of season two? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Right. Okay. That's a good point. Good point. All right. Next up, we're going to talk the Witcher finale. And I know we haven't talked about every episode this season, but I feel like, you know, we're going to have some new shows coming up. So let's wrap up the Witcher. Um, I think overall this season, season two has been pretty strong. I love the amount of Siri and Girl that we, you know, the amount of time they spent together. At her training, I feel like she's really advanced in her training. Um, and I think that as we go into the as we went to the finale, the big question was Yennefer, like which side was Yennefer going to be on? Is she going to be Her own. <laughs> and I would agree she was 100% on her own side until she really saw how close Geralt and Siri um, were to each other. And she realized that if she betrays, you know, Siri, then she was really going to betray Geralt. And she was like, I don't know. Yeah, but, but she did. She did. But I mean, at the final, at, re- the fi- at the final, at the final moment, she was not going to give Suri to the witch. She pulled a Lando.
1: <laughs> what is that? What's <laughs> fooling a Lando? Land, Lando Calrissian betrays Han. Right. Empire oh, spoilers that. alert, Tom. And then gets double-crossed, so then he becomes good. But he still betrayed them, and they're still he still has to regain their trust. And and, and Geralt tells her, I don't forgive you.
0: Right. I'm, I'm not, not disagreeing. I'm not, because she does tort- totally kidnap Siri. Like, that oh, absolutely yeah. happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but she does try to sacrifice herself to save her. So, you know, you get points. No points. No. <laughs> and she was still not forgiven.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to say, though, that um, I think, I know that Tom has always been, Tom and Allison, I think, have been hard on the actor who plays, well, maybe not hard, maybe just accurate on the actor who plays Rand in Wheel of Time, I will say yes. that it is interesting because Witcher 2, season two, you basically have another young character, Suri, who might, something, she might turn evil or something, you know, because everyone's like, she's the bringer of death, she's terrible uh, and everything. And I will say that it's a credit to the actress that I think she pulls that stuff off better yeah, than the Raft. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Um, like. So when she's possessed by the by which which I guess is like an alien, we thought it was like a weird witch in a hut. But we find out right. it's really from another planet. Yeah. Other other dimension. Yeah.
2: She comes from another reality. Basically. But I
3: actually thought that the actress playing Suri pulled it off pretty well. I was yes, like, yeah, I was like, it's pretty threatening. And you are, you sort of understand why it's like. Uh, maybe they do have to kill her, you know, but, but we don't want, but I don't want them to kill her. Cause I really, I like Siri. I was like, no, I don't want them to, but man, she's really powerful now. So I thought that worked pretty well. I would actually say though. Yeah. My biggest weakness for Witcher is, I, 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 and again, and then I guess going back to performances, I'm not quite sure if it's the actress playing Yennefer or it's the character of Yennefer, but I get a little tired of her kind of, I'm only for myself, but I do love Geralt and I got to do the right thing. But I've, I'm like, uh, like, I guess she, to me is the, I'm not, she's the weakest part of the show for me, but yeah, Geralt and Suri and her training, all that stuff's great. Like, so I really like the season overall. Uh,
0: so, Tom, Allison. Allison. Yeah. Allison, um, go. Just,
2: I, well, you know, I, I, I pretty much have the same, uh, thing to say. It's well, how, I, how I about this?
0: Well, what, what do you think about the, the singer guy? What is his name?
1: Yeah, Jaskier. Oh, fine. I mean, did we know that his patron is um, the dude from Game of Thrones? What Wait, what? Mean, what do you mean his patron? His patron, the dude that he's working for.
0: What dude from Game of Thrones? What? Yeah, well, who gave Game of Thrones? Graham McTavish is the
1: actor's name.
0: Oh, that's not his patron? No, we don't know that. You... Say what? We don't know that.
1: Yeah, we do. How do we know that? Because it was in the last scene. He's like, we've got our person right in place. Smash cut to Yaskier. Huh.
0: No, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I, yeah but I still trust I, him. I don't think he's going to betray them.
2: Yeah, I don't, no, I don't still, think so at all. That song I mean, he's
1: saying, he, I don't know. He's got some issues. Well, he has issues yeah, with well, Yennefer. Yeah, he, he the doesn't romance like, he, is over.
2: his issues stem from the fact that he considers himself to be loyal to people who who really you know weren't loyal to him right so yeah exactly but you know i i think he's his thing is that he really does care about these people, and he cares about uh, Gerald, and 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 he wants to to prove himself to to them. So I I don't think he's going to turn against them at all. I I do have to say though, whoever decided that that weird wig on his head this season? Oh my god! Should be lined <laughs> up against the that? wall and shot. Why? <laughs> There's no reason. That? There's no yeah. reason. Plus, he he's perfectly
1: dressed for that great red leather for? jacket. But minus more points for that terrible
2: wig. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Pointless wig. What was I? I just kept wondering why is he wearing yeah, a wig? I mean, does yeah, he have yeah. it shaved off at some time? Do they? Do they yeah. Does it disappear? Yeah, I, 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 I have no clue what that was for. Cause, yeah, because I hadn't seen okay.
3: season one in a while. So I was like, I was like, why does he look different? Is it the hair? I was like, what's going
2: on it's with a that bad wig?
1: Yeah. I just looked yeah.
2: it up. Dykstra
1: is the character played by Graham McTavish, and he tells the sorceress Owl to find the Bard. Because the bard's benefactor deserves to be paid back. So that was I, totally in the text of the it totally I'm in the not text saying the I, text. I
0: totally missed it, but I'm not I'm just saying I don't believe he's going to betray Geralt. No. He I would throw so. he no. would throw Unifer under a bus. Oh what? Well, he would <laughs> yeah.
1: drive the bus and run over a couple of times. <laughs> I have one um I have one problem with the finale. It's I call it shenanigans on. Um, we get the flashback of her dad, and the reveal at the very end that dad is not so dead after all. Oh, yeah, I hated that. Yeah. Yawn, I'm yawn, like, yawn. Yeah, they, they, they should have that laid that, that in a couple of episodes before that.
0: Yeah, that's like well, on I think,
1: Smallville where they introduce a new kid at school who just happens to be the freak of the week. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they, yeah, I mean I you, you did.
2: Well, I, well, let's face it, we've met the dad before. You know, he's but the one who's Hedgehog guy. Yeah, he was. You have to look back to to you know, last season. He season was hedge on a Hedgehog guy, and and you know then they didn't do anything to really give you like clues that this was going to happen. This was just kind of just a a da da sudden Va-va-va. reveal that this character who we thought we dispensed with in season one and we've only seen in flashbacks we've just assumed that he was what he presented himself to be and he's and he was uh, you know her dad and he's he was good and now he's dead and and then all of a sudden he turns out to be the bad guy and the thing is and not I, so dead and no no not so dead at all but um and it does make you wonder what happened to mom and how um yeah I, yeah I mean, I will say the whole time that they've been, they were talking about the um, the the big bad character, uh, we never got to see him, you know, and they 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 kept talking more and more ominously about who this guy is to the point where you have to assume because they never show him that he's going to turn out to be someone we've seen, right? And it, it starts to you know, if if you really think about it, 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 it's a process of elimination. Well, who could it be of the people we've seen? Um, who, you know, maybe we think is dead or maybe not, or who we didn't pay much attention to. And so it's a surprise in that sense. I don't think it's a sense that, you know, we, we needed to be given a ton of clues ahead of time. It was supposed to be a big, you know, (gasps) never thought of that reveal. And I think that they handled it. Okay. As far as that was concerned.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, We'll see. I'm holding my judgment till next season, but we need to move on. We need to move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about uh, The Rookie, and it just came back uh, as a new episode last week. And it was okay. I mean, a putting, they, they basically revealed to us a while ago that uh, Nolan's girlfriend uh, is highly trained, can totally take care of herself. And then they introduced this ex ex-husband ex-husband. No, husband. Ex husband. Who's super. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, he's still her husband. Who's super abusive, and we're—I guess we're supposed to guess the reason why she can take care of herself so well is because of this guy, how he treated her. But then putting her in danger and then Nolan has to save her—that's Peter was very offended by that for her. So
1: I just thought that whole storyline just seemed by the number, and I like Jenna Dewan, but it just seemed like on autopilot. I've seen that in so many other yep. shows. Yep. That it was just like, oh, let's just, you know, I'll set the cruise control.
0: So, Peter, why did you give it an F?
3: Yeah, I texted Libya and I was like, new rookie, F! Exclamation point. <laughs> um, it's not really, it's not really an F. I, that was just me being annoyed. Um, but, I mean, pretty much to what Tom is saying, it's like, it's just weird. They set up that character in a certain way and then... It feels like they keep scaling back sort of like they even give her the scene where she tells the husband off being like, you know, this is this is all the psychological abuse you put me through and everything. And I'm not going to have it anymore. And you're like, "Okay, that's cool. She's standing up for herself. Boom. And then it's like, oh, and he's going to make her look like she was selling drugs and get her arrested. And I was like, "Ah, come on. Like and then at the very end, the thing that I guess made me go F was that I'm I'm and I'm sure it'll work out. But it's like, I'm fine with it being this journey that this character has to go on. But because, you know, the show's called The Rookie, ultimately... It's um, really about
0: Nolan and his... Yeah, people, Nathan yeah. Fillion.
3: Yeah, uh, Nolan is the lead. So it ends with him confronting the husband and being like, I see you. I know who you are. You better watch your back. And, you know, normally that's good because, I of course, I like Nathan Fillion and everything. But it's just... The optics of that, I'm like, well, no. It's like it's really a, it's, it shouldn't be about that. It's really about she needs to figure out, and they've they've just set it up in this way where it's like, well, he's gonna have to kind of save her. And I was, and that's what made me roll my eyes. I was like, eh. like again, I think they'll probably find a way to balance it out, I guess. But yeah, I'm wondering, I, you know, so that that's where I was frustrated. I'm wondering if they
1: won't though, because she's already been announced for an arc on uh, Superman and Lois which which would lead me to believe that she's that relationship is not long for the rookie i just i'm a casual viewer of the show but it seems like they have a yes you can't you can't attach your your you know heroic leading man down too much but it might be refreshing if they actually let him have a long-term girlfriend instead of always giving yeah, the true. relationship a fatal flaw because this is season four, but how many... And they always stunt cast these roles, too. So we usually like the actors who play as love interest, but it's almost like they have, you know, spin a wheel, why this relationship... Why this is <laughs> not going to work out. And it's like, come on, you can... like You know, there's nothing wrong with the, you know, the long engagement or the court, long courtship that might eventually lead to engagement. But this is almost ridiculous for a season that's barely through halfway through its fourth season... Him to go through so many high-profile girlfriends, and
3: yeah,
0: he's I agree. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. I'll, we don't have anything more to say about that. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, Hawkeye's season finale or series finale. I'm not clear on season which. finale. It's season, okay. It's uh, season finale. Uh, they Ac- did I... according
1: to my Writers Guild award ballot,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I don't get to vote for miniseries, and it was listed under comedy series.
0: So, as a comedy series, it was okay, but as an action-adventure, I think it was pretty good. Uh, I liked the finale. I actually liked Hawkeye uh, probably better than I thought because, as they say, he is my least favorite Avenger. <laughs> uh, but they did a good job of developing his character, and they did a good job. Though my favorite is still Yelena. She still stole the show. <laughs> so, I really like her, and I liked her banter with Kate Bishop. And I like that she kept calling her Kate Bishop. <laughs> um, so all of that was all really funny and great for me. So I gave it a thumbs up. Oh, yeah. So, Tom? No,
3: me too. Okay. Me too. I thought it was fun. I, I really – yeah, I just – I mean, the the, ba- the banter is the thing that I like most about this Hawkeye show. And, yes, having Elena come was great. And I like seeing Kingpin. And, um, oh, yeah, that was great. It's the kind of show that I'm not really – not really that critical of their little plot twists and stuff. Like, I think my biggest issue was more going into the show because I was pretty sure Elena was going to show up. I was kind of like, ah, I don't, I don't like that in black widow, Julie always shows up and is like, Oh, you know, Clint killed, killed your sister. Now you must hate her, hate him. And I was like, oh, we really have to do this. That did frustrate me. Um, but I mean, it's fine. It still worked out. And yeah. Oh, and I I, I do like uh, one. I really liked I liked the concept of having these three battles. I guess at the same time, um, I thought that was like pretty pretty good. And I really liked I liked um, I liked uh, I liked Kate f- defeating Kingpin. Because a year one, cause I was kind of like, I don't know how this is going to happen. I was like, no matter what she does. Did she just, defeat Kingpin? She Pen? did not defeat Kingpin. She survived.
1: Thank you. I was yeah, like,
3: I don't think she defeated Kingpin. Well, I mean, she, she knocks him out. I mean, like, what you, you say? I mean.
0: No, she basically escapes with her life is what happened? She happens. escapes, <laughs> dude. I mean, you
1: know, I she I, shot an arrow at him point blank and it basically bounced off him. It just <laughs>
2: pissed him off is yes. basically all it did just made him angry. <laughs> no, I, I started out, you know, ob- I, I mean, I really didn't care for Hawkeye when it started. It, I, I just thought, oh, God, this is tedious. This is going to turn out to be one of their lesser shows. And by the end of the season, I, I have to say they, they brought me around. Um, I started to really like the relationships between the characters. They humanized everybody really well. They gave a lot more to Hawkeye than, than they have in the past. Um, grounded him more, you know, brought up, they've brought up his family before, of course, but Mm -hmm. I think that you you felt more invested in it this time. And the relationship, of course, between uh, Clint and Kate was just really nicely done. So I, I, by the time it actually ended, I really, it had gotten to the point where I really liked the characters and I really liked the show. And I think they handled all the action sequences wonderfully. And of course, Yelena was, was, fantastic (laughs) more of her please next season um the only thing that i really uh could criticize is that it was six episodes and it it could have been double that length i think to really expand the characters and and get into the relationships um i was disappointed that it was that the season was as brief as it was i think they could have done more with it um so, yeah, I, I, I really a- ended up liking the show and thinking it was one of their better efforts.
1: Piggybacking off what uh, Allison and Peter have said, part of the quote-unquote Marvel formula is we're using movies to set up TV shows and TV shows to set up movies. And so sometimes those setups are really clunky, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, that, like the post credit scene of Black Widow, which solely exists to say that Yelena will return in Hawkeye. Um and, and they're going back and forth, you know, the whole, you know, that uh, Spider-Man No Way Home came, you know, the the, the post or the mid credits, I guess post credit scene springs out of WandaVision and will lead into multiverse of madness. So as one um, as one uh, pundit in an article I read a couple years ago for a research paper, Marvel has brought television to the cinema. In terms of the storytelling aesthetics, um, what f- the pluses of the series is they really they let Jeremy Renner smile because if, <laughs> if, if you look at his appearances throughout the the Avengers films, he never gets to smile. You know, Avengers One, he's under the control of Loki for you know a good chunk of the movie, and you know he's always got some angst and drama going on. But Jerry Rimmer's got great comic timing. Um, he, you know, he's done some comedies as well as action shows. And like everybody else has said, the chemistry with the leads, um, F- Floqiu pretty much steals anything she's going to be in. If you saw the the, uh, the Greta Gerwig Little Women, she totally <clears throat> takes that film from everybody else. Oh, she's it's great! Like, in that. She, yeah. She's just she's just amazing. I'm hoping we get Young Avengers or at least more of of Kate the Bishop, and. Uh, and Yelena, that elevator scene just made me laugh. <laughs> it's like, don't, don't, and she pushes all the buttons. <laughs> it's just, they, they, it's, it's good to have the fact that this was a grounded series. It's not world ending stakes. It's not half of the universe. It's just a dude trying to get home for Christmas with his family. And the MacGuffin is the watch, which, and some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans were annoyed about this, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has now been established as not taking place on, on the prime MCU Earth. And the watch, Agent 19 in the comics, is the real Mockingbird, not the character played by, I uh, can't remember the blonde on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Who Laskin. almost got a spinoff and they didn't pick it up. Right. Um, so some people were mad Basically, about that.
0: Basically that has to do with the fact that Kevin Feige and the guy who ran Marvel Television hated each other. And so he's like, I'm blowing oh. up your universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and
1: I I don't think it was an accident that Hawkeye dropped the finale the day before No Way Home came out because of, you know, no spoilers, but there is a definite connection between, you know, things happening on screen in uh, certain uh, Netflix Marvel series and, you know, those last two MCU projects. But no, it's my second favorite Marvel TV show after... uh, wandavision which wandavision was just something special and that was definitely a miniseries because i didn't get to vote for it
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right uh let's move on uh next up we're going to talk about uh yellow jackets which is a show on showtime that everybody that made a bunch of people's best of list and i was like what is this show uh and then after i watched it i told peter about it and he watched it as well but he got ahead of me so we're only going to talk like the first couple episodes um and the premise of Yellow Jackets is that there is a girls' uh, soccer team that is in the 1990s. 96. Thank you. 96. So I was right. I said the 90s. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, so they they're going on their way to the championship. They uh, crash. Canada. Yeah, they're 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 playing crashes, and they're stuck in these mountains for 19 months. But what's cool about the show is that they show what's going on in the 1990s. They do two time periods. We're watching what's happening in the 1990s, and we're also happening what's happening present day. So some of the survivors were following their lives current day, and you're going back and forth. And what it does is you're not sure who survived, who didn't survive, like what happened. And they show flashes to later in their time period. And you see that they have devolved into tribal cannibalism of some sort. And so you're like, how the heck did that happen? So that's the overallness of the show. Now, Peter, you can talk about what did you think your first impressions of the first couple episodes?
3: Well, I think that like what works well is it's sort of, when I started watching it, I I mean, it's hard not to think of lost because it's like, Oh, lost a bunch of people on an Island. And then they use flashbacks to inform the characters. But, it feels, like, yeah, but it, it feels like the present
0: day is what you're watching in the...
3: Correct. I was like, so, well,
0: I guess it's like the
3: flip of that. I'm like, I guess yeah. that's like Arrow. You know, on, on Arrow, he, you know, Oliver Queen was on it. But you said he was on the island for five years. Is yeah. that right?
0: Yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, like, I I guess what I like about the show... Well, one, I like the, I, I, I like the in the present... I like the veteran actresses. so I like um, Melanie L- L- Linsky. I forgot what that's her last name, if I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, Juliet Lewis, Christina Ricci. Like, there's a lot of actresses that, are, that I've seen in a lot of stuff. And so I liked seeing, and I hadn't seen them in shows in a while. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool to see Christina Ricci playing this kind of kooky character that is kind of bonkers. Um, and then in the past, you know, as people, if, if you're a fan of Arcane, uh, Ella Purnell who his, she's acted in some stuff before, but I feel like this has been her biggest year because she is Jinx. She's the voice of Jinx on Arcane, and she's Jackie in the past on um, in Yellowjackets. But the cast to me has been a big, strong part. I was actually kind of nervous about the Lord of the Flies thing. The opening that Libya talks about where they're all in kind of like weird maybe more tribal gear and it's like what are they eating are they cannibals now what's going on that's the stuff that i was like eh. i was like i don't know about this like but by the second episode we really kind of settle into basically starting from the crash on and i again i'm we're all, i'm only talking we're only talking about the first three episodes but i think the dynamics of like the of this team plus their coach and it's two other guys, right? It's like Travis. It's and this the other... two
0: kids, the two sons of the head coach. He brought his kids, so it's all girls except for the coach and the two. Boys. Oh no, no, no! I think it's the pilot. Was it the pilot that died? De- no. no, 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 Wait. the pilot. The pilot does die. The head coach dies, and oh, it's the assistant guy. coach. She's yes, because so, assistant so because coach. the two boys right. they're dealing with the fact that their father's dead.
3: Right, 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 right. Um. And one of them liked their father more than the other, um, but I guess I'm. I mean, part of it is the present tense is the mystery of everybody wants to know. Oh my God, what, what happened on I the know? island? You well, never the thing is, about what right. happened twenty five years ago. The, the, and the big thing, thing is, we
0: figure things. out that they lied. They lied a lot about what happened to them.
3: Right, um, but I guess yeah. I don't want to say too much but i will i mean i guess the positive thing i will say is that like last night i watched like four episodes in a row so i've seen like all the episodes up to the finale i think there's 10 episodes so i haven't seen the last one yet because it hasn't aired but um like allison and tom and anybody if you like these kind of shows i i can't imagine you wouldn't think it's interesting i mean it's now of Uh, course a lot of people were burned with lost so in theory it
0: could be like oh what if this uh thing I panic. mean, I was about to say, it's not like, there's not a polar bear, like, running no, around, so it's not anything crazy like there's
3: that. A, there's a central, there is a central mystery of, like, how did every, why did, how did everything go down the way it did? Right. And so hopefully it's satisfying, right? right. I mean, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoy it. I just, I'm, I like the style. Also, I think that, you know, most of us on this podcast, we're old enough to remember, you know, the 90s and stuff, so, like, the music, all the music and the clothes and stuff is, and, you know, it's kind of nice. Like, I, I like seeing that era represented, you know, in in a kind of different because it's not really cartoony. It's not like it's not a comedy, but it's like, you know, these characters that are really into, you know, there's a part where a character finds a, one of their journals and it's like their favorite, favorite albums and favorite movies. And of course, it's all like 90s stuff and like, you yeah, know, it's fun. Um, but yeah, I really like it. I'm I am very much enjoying it. I, I hope it, you know, uh, I hope they, they uh, what is it, land the plane? what is this Yes, that is, is what
0: Houston says, land the plane. Yes. Yeah, so uh, though, on
3: this show, the plane did not land well. <laughs> it
0: crashed, but... I will say that I agree with you right now where I am with the story. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I like the present day. A l- Sometimes I like the present day better than the flashback, so it depends on what's going on. so I like And I think both stories are pretty strong, which usually doesn't happen. So, so, right now, I'm like, "Yeah, this is working um okay. but but, so, thumbs up for me as well. Next up, we're gonna talk about Chucky and i it was on our list from last week for uh Peter's best show of twenty twenty one which is part of why I checked it out so since I watched six five, five and a half, I didn't finish six out of I mean, eight there are eight episodes. out of out of eight episodes. So I feel like I've watched enough to give an opinion, and um, I know Peter does not agree with my opinion, but I am not a fan of this show. Um, I will say say The Good. How about that? I'll start off with The Good, which is eventually, not early, like by episode four or five, I kind of start to like the middle school kids. Their acting's not great because they're... they're kids. They're not the best actors. But I start to feel like there there's a sweetness to them that I was like, oh, okay. I kind of I kind of can appreciate them. And I, I kind of liked how they turned characters who were enemies into at least allies. I would not say they're friends. But I would say they're at least allies in that they eventually all are like, you know what? We should probably kill Chucky. Uh, it's just... I think it took too long to get to that for, I mean, I get that the kid was bullied, but I guess they're supposed to make me think that it's the same idea. If you bully a kid too hard, they show up at the school with like a gun. And then this, instead this kid shows up with a murderous doll and tries to kill the people <laughs> who, who bullied him. But I have no sympathy for that kind of character. Um, I do so him actually ordering chucky to kill this girl i was like no and also wait it's
3: more nudged it's more chucky's like let me do it let me do it he doesn't think of it himself to be fair it's more chucky being like come on i should kill her i should kill her let me kill her and he kind of eventually just gives in it's not i wouldn't say he comes to chucky being like you need to kill her for me he doesn't do that
0: Oh, that's true, but I still. I'm just. I, I'm just saying that our level of someone should be murdered for for their actions are different. Uh, <laughs> you were like, yes, she bullied him. He should totally kill her. And I'm like, no,
3: she's, she's terrible. For the I'm not saying she's a good person
0: because she's not. She is uh, the the lead girl is not a good person at all. And but I will say that once you get rid of her whole insecurities because her parents basically. Dote on the child that that is special needs and they ignore yep. her entirely right. and so when you see her home life and you see what's going on with her you kind of understand why she kind of rages sure. out sure. so everybody has something going on you know what i'm saying that does not mean you should be murdered that, that is literally – we had an argument about this. <laughs> I
3: mean, I, I – well, see, and this is where – this is to me where I think the division – and I guess we can move into the negative for you. I think this is to me – this is where the line is of like um, – and again, I don't know what Tom and Allison's line is for these kind of things. But I, I guess for me, I feel that my – what you see as bloodlust or whatever, my, my bloodlust or whatever – for a certain type of show, I guess I I try to go with what I think the tone of the show is. Obviously, if we were watching a show like Euphoria and like, which is supposed to be more like realistic teenagers or something. No, murder does not come to my mind, but on a show like Chucky, which one of the things I really like about it is that the uh, creator, Tom Mancini, who also made the movies, he's really constructed one consistent, world he hasn't re- that i know of he hasn't really retconned anything in the 20 years that he's been doing the movies and the shows and if you're a fan of the movies which i know you're probably not a, a person who likes that kind of stuff like that's part of the fun of those movies is it's a murderous doll who's a
0: psychopath <laughs> and he kills people with funny well, life. And like that, and, and that's, that's the thing we was... argued about chucky was like i totally didn't kill the mate i was like dude we watched him kill the maid. he was like well chucky <laughs> chucky totally <laughs> said he didn't kill the maid. i was like dude he killed the maid. Yes, I wanted at that point
3: to think that maybe Chucky – I was like, well, maybe Chucky is trying to sort of be like Dexter where he's only going to kill bad people. I thought that was an interesting thing. Like that is not the direction
0: That is not the case. Chucky is a murderous doll who kills whoever he wants to kill. But I
3: will say the bloodlust thing where you are saying it's too far to say you have no sympathy for Jake, the main character, who's like, you know what? Maybe I should kill this girl. My, I am, ju- I, I'm just saying it fits the, for me, it fits the tone of that kind of, of that world. Except, I get
0: I, what you're saying, I, except not, that he's supposed, supposed to be the hero. He's supposed to be the hero that we're following. And I did not. Hero. No. no, I'm saying the boy, the boy is the hero. The oh, boy yeah. is the, yeah. hero, the hero that we're following. And for him to like give the order to kill the girl and for him to just, you know, there was a lot of stuff he does in the first three episodes that were morally pretty not good. And well,
3: he's morally? I mean
0: so that's the whole that's the whole point of the hero. The hero <laughs> the hero is a hero because I mean, like, he stands up and he does not do bad things. And I mean, ultimately okay. he ultimately by like episode 4 or 5 he's like, oh, yeah, maybe makes, maybe he I he shouldn't kill people. He, right yes, he does. He does I mean, make, like... he does eventually make the right decision. I'm not arguing with that. I've just like the the Chucky scenes are terrible. Where he's trying to slap like, them, yes. they're ridiculous. I like the Chucky scenes;
1: they're, I think they're horrible,
0: very horrible uh, yeah. <laughs> horribly filmed, horrible. I, I like. Them, I, there are yeah. there are just no words for how bad they are. So that's yeah, all I'm going to say. I'm done. I don't want to talk anymore about okay. it. Well, I give I, this I, a, I give this two thumbs all the way down in the dirt. And Peter right, well, likes it.
3: I <laughs> do. I I really enjoy it. But I pre look, but to be fair. I appreciate you giving the show a chance. There you
0: go. Alright. So let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Bubba Fett. And these are the, fir- the first two episodes of Bubba Fett. The first one was mediocre. The second one was much better.
2: I like the second I wouldn't
0: say it was mediocre. I would. I was, was very... Expository.
2: un. I w- I would agree with Liv. It was super mediocre. I okay. Like,
0: I... If you had given me the second episode to watch immediately, I'd have been like, meh. Like, it was... It did nothing for me. The pilot was was so blah that I the only reason that I watched the na- I was like, well, it's Star Wars, I guess, you know. So, but I did not like the first episode that much. Uh, Tom, you have a different opinion. Go ahead, hit
1: me. Now, I think the problem with this, I, I think the problem with the first episode is they made a conscious choice to show things that could have been inferred by any reasonable person. They had to connect the dots and cross. They, had they, connect they, the dots they didn't have and to do that. The T's. They didn't have to do that. That wasn't really necessary, but it was a conscious choice they made. But I will give, as with Kevin Feige, I will give. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, Fellini. No, um, the um, uh, the writer, the creator, John uh, Favreau. I will give him a lot of leeway. In with these shows, so uh, but well, yeah, episode two was it, by fun. the way, it's more Fellini, it's Favreau and Fellini, both of them together because Felloni, no, Filoni. Favreau created the show, Filoni executive produces it with him, but Favreau created the show and wrote the first two episodes.
0: Well, they should have played them as one episode because together the second episode works, I don't think the first one does. So. It's, it's yeah, interesting I, to I
1: see so many people. You know, giving, you know,
0: seeing one episode giving the series a thumbs down. It's like, well, usually... I think the first one is a thumbs down, honestly.
2: No, but I the thing is, I would not give the series a thumbs down based on the first episode. But I have to say, you know, when I first saw the the premiere episode, my feelings and I was really excited to see this, too. I really wanted to see the show. I loved all the stuff that they did in The Mandalorian with the character. Um, so I, I was, you know, had high hopes. And then I, my feelings when it, when the first episode was over was, you yeah. nah. it, yeah. yeah. it wasn't horrible. It didn't, it didn't offend me. It wasn't bad, but it was just sort of there. And, and I think partly the brevity of the episode worked against it, um, because it just felt like I'd sat through nothing. Uh, There was no impact. There was no anything. I felt like, well, we just kind of wandered around and did stuff for like a half an hour and now it's done. And if this is what the series is going to be, I don't know, you know, whether I'm really going to stick with it, but I'll certainly give it another chance. And I'm glad I did because by the second episode it was much better. I think they gave the show, first of all, it's almost double the length. So they gave the show a chance to breathe and they got into into the character and the details. And by the time they were done with, with episode two, I actually felt invested in what was going on. Uh, and, and I think that, that they did a much better... I think they would have actually been better served if they had run the first and second episodes together as back one to yeah. big yeah. premiere. Yeah. Because there's so much more to episode two than there is in episode one. Honestly, it's just, episode one is just too short it's not paced very well and as as tom pointed out it go it just hashes over things that has has been fan wanked for for literally decades <laughs> um so it's it's like saying it basically it was it was an episode devoted to to them saying yeah you know all those fan fiction ideas that you had about how he escaped well they're true okay. they're canon now. they're, they're canon <laughs> aren't you glad you, you 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 asked so um yeah it's uh, it it wasn't there just was not a whole lot of there there but uh, like i said i i am hopeful that the rest of the series is going to be more like episode two and um if they do that then then they got me as a viewer because i really enjoyed that second episode
0: tom do you have any insight on why uh bubba fett wants to become a crime lord
2: no,
1: I think we're gonna find out why. What's fascinating? I had a, a, I talked a little bit with my, with my bestie from grad school about this. What's fascinating is I want to be a crime lord, but I want to be an ethical, honorable crime lord.
2: <laughs> I think <laughs> you're misunderstanding what the words and crime like, lord mean. And everybody else is like, what
1: part of crime do you not understand? <laughs> right. Um, for me, the the secret weapon of the series is Tamara Morrison. I mean, the dude is. Good, Mm -hmm. because I have not been. Boba Fett's been one of those characters again, like Allison said, for decades, for literally forty plus years. There's this. There's been this cult of Boba Fett from his, you know, from the from the the animated short from the from the Christmas special and his brief appearances in episodes five and six. And now that we're getting fleshed out, and then we see the man behind the mask, Morrison is such a great actor, and it's. You know, he's embodying this character, giving him depth, and he's interesting. And second to Jennifer, um Jennifer Beals. And I'm sorry, when they when they went in and they were looking for the assassin, I was thinking maybe she hired them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she had no idea, by the way, when she firmed the first, the first episode what it was for. <laughs> Which I'm like, how does that happen? But yeah, I'm 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 in for the ride. My one quibble is, and I blame this on J.J. Abrams. Ever since Lost, it has become a valid teleplay construction that you can spend, you know, a good chunk of the of the episode in the past as well as in the present day narrative. And a, I've been over that narr- I've been over that construction for years. So they really need to, you know, I almost wish that they kind of put all the flashbacks together and then let them have this present day story cuz flashbacks can be difficult to do because they they bring your present day narrative to a screeching halt and i believe episode 2 ended in the past which was an odd choice for But them I, the I,
0: I will actually say the flashback stuff was better than the stuff in the past so i was happy for it it was really good
1: even in the present
0: Oh yeah the the no the stuff in the past was better than the stuff in the present is that what i said Right right yeah. but i think the stuff in the present could be
1: good too But yeah,
0: right now I'm not sold on it. I don't know if I believe it. The stuff in the past was fantastic, but the stuff in the present, I'm not sure about. Oh, and they uh, haven't established
2: enough of what's going on in the present for you to really feel the stakes that are involved.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I almost feel like what what works so well about them, I I understand Tom's criticism, like, because I get frustrated with that, too, which is what I was worried about with that show show Yellow Jackets. But I, I think it works. But I one thing that I think works well about Boba Fett that is more about the I feel like is more about the past stuff than the present is especially because especially in the second episode the Tusken Raiders um, you know they can't really talk like they they have their own language and stuff so and and he has to do how he's you know his his sign language or whatever to how he speaks to them so there's a lot of reliance on visual narrative with the stuff in the past where it's like there's no dialogue and we're just seeing what's happening and i think that's really pretty effective whereas in the present it's a lot of chatter it's like well let's go see the mayor and let's go talk to him and it's like eh, and it stuff's not that interesting yet so that's why i say the past works better for me the other thing too um i i don't know if it's if it was Tomora morrison's idea or anything but you know he is uh you know, he's a New new, new Zealand actor who who kind of got his breakout in the 90s. Um, the movie Once Were Warriors, which was very mm-hmm. much about great, New Zealand Great more movie. Pride. Yeah, great movie. And so the end of this episode is very much about seeing – um, kind of really going into the culture of the Tuscans. And so I really liked that. I was like, oh, I really like this dance and everything. Like, So, yeah, all that stuff's pretty good. But I agree with everyone else. Yeah, the first episode – it's just yeah, it's barely. It really feels like a fifteen-minute like thing. It, I don't know. It's barely anything, but, but right. yeah, second episode sold me.
0: We got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. I see. I see you, Tom. But we got to wrap it up. Uh, Mingna. Oh yes, Mingna oh, was awesome. <laughs> yes. All right. Next up, we're gonna talk about the cleaning lady really quick. And it premiered, I believe, on Fox. I want to say it's on Hulu now. Um, but it's a really. There's only one episode. It's just a pilot. And what I thought was interesting about it is the lead actress is a cleaning lady working for some crew, but we find out she used to be a doctor in her home country. So she's really smart and she's also used to like having a staff and people listening to her. So she doesn't behave like people assume a cleaning lady would behave. And she sees things really fast and puts stuff together And even though the story is not a drama we would normally watch, her performance is so good and the way that they depict her is so good. I'm kind of in. So it's basically she's cleaning a scene and there's a murder and she gets caught having witnessed the murder and comes up very quickly with the idea of, let me clean your murder scene for you. I'm really good. And then she gets hired by this cartel to be their cleaner. And... Now she's kind of stuck in a situation she does not want to be. Cause she's obviously kind of like a really good person. She just did that to save her own life. And it's, it's a really cool tightrope she's walking. And I'm fascinated. I've, the first episode, when it ended, I was like, give me the next one. And Hulu like lied and made me think the second ev- episode was available. But then when you click on it, it's like available next week. And I was like, ah. So I'm in. I'm in. Peter, really quick.
3: Uh, I'm. I would have watched the second episode. Also, I also got tricked by Hulu. Um, I real. I pretty much agree with what you're saying. I like the lead actress. I like that the character is smart. Like that's a. I feel like that is a big selling point. Which is like, oh, this is cool. We're seeing a very confident character who's in a terrible situation, but she's smart, and I. Be- and I am confident in her trying to figure out what to do. Having said that. I think a lot of the supporting characters, a lot of the other crime boss type guys, eh, they're all okay. Like they seem kind of stock, you know. So I guess it's
0: well. I uh, say the the guy that hires her, he's interesting. I and... like him. Yeah, I like him, and
3: I like the woman. What is it? You said it's her sister in law. I yeah, think.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like she's, those who she lives care. with, and that fa- the whole family situation is pretty cool. I think the family's nice. And there's a fun
3: moment when we meet the crime the guy she's working for. We meet her wife. Or no, his wife, sorry. Yeah. His wife. And that's kind of it. It's like, oh, that could be interesting. But there's just a lot of other things that feel a little on the just kind of the edge of just kind of tropey where I'm like, ah, that stuff's okay, You know, but yes, I think it was a solid enough pilot. And like I said, yes, I would have watched the second episode. So that's a that's a good sign.
0: All right. Well, that's all I wanted to say about that. And just put that on your radar. Next up, we're going to talk about 1883. And Tom, you watch this, right? I love this show. Okay, hit me. Why? Why do you love this
1: show? Oh my gosh! Taylor Sheridan knows what he's doing as a writer, as a director, and as DP. The first shot of the series is a close-up on the daughter, and even no, though- it's just her face. Right, right, right. Is a close-up on the daughter's face, and we're not sure exactly what's going on. And evidently it's a flash forward to beyond where we are in the series. And then they go and then they start the present day narrative, but man, just everything about this show. I mean, the way it looks, the cast, I mean, you have a movie quality cast. Again, the DP I've watched three episodes so far. There's, there's only four available, but if you look at some of the frames and freeze them, it's just beautifully composed and it's a great story too. Yeah. Um, my favorite couple on the show has to be, though, has to be Sam Elliott and the Black Cowboy.
0: <laughs> oh, the best—they're the bestie bromance?
1: They're bromance. There, there's two couples kind of at the heart of the show, especially episode one focuses on Sam Elliott's grizzled former uh, U.S. Ar- Army captain and uh, one of his troops, a Black Cowboy played by LaMonica Garrett. Uh, most best known to our listeners as the monitor on Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW shows. And then, of course, we have the real couple of the the real lead couple of the show, Real Life Spouses, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. And he's got more of an acting track record than she does. He was great in Friday Night Lights, the movie and then The Blind Side, which won Sandra Bullock, her Oscar. And then more recently. um, Oh, shoot. He was in something else that he was really good in. But uh, I hadn't seen her act before, but they're both very... They're natural. very good. If I didn't they're know... They're very that, natural. Yeah, I, I would assume they were
0: good
1: actors, yeah. Obvious chemistry. And the the woman they they cast to play her daughter looks like a young Faith Hill. I, I thought initially that was Faith Hill in a flashback until we find out it's a daughter in a flash forward, I presume. But no, it's just, you know, as a bit of a history buff and also it's funny because... I've watched a little Yellowstone, but I like this more.
0: I like this way <laughs> more. I, I can't watch Yellowstone, but I really, really like this. And, and, the, and, the... and I liked, oh, and the third episode was hilarious, is those cowboys who have been flirting with his daughter. I, and the, everybody they help... was, yeah, they were like, you know, his dad will kill you if you mess with the daughter and then finally, the mom was like, yeah, she's flirting with these dudes. We got to do something and maybe make it official. So he goes up to the dude. He's like, I give you permission to court my daughter. And he was like, what does courting mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It means you can talk
1: and go on rides and talk. Well, we've been kind of been doing that, sir. It's and like, he's like, exactly. Well, don't get handsy with her and don't break her heart. What do you mean by handsy? He just gives him the death stare. It's like, it was so great. That was a joke. And he's like, it was a bad time to tell it. <laughs> She's good. She looks like a young Faith Hill and a little bit like Jennifer Lawrence.
0: She's got, yes, I really like her. She's got charisma to the point where she could be annoying because I, every time her father tells her to do something and then she does the opposite when they're uh-huh. out in the wilderness, I was like, you're going to get yourself killed. What are you doing? girl. Yeah, so every time she does that, I'm tempted to just find her annoying, but she has so much natural com- charisma that you can't really get mad at her, um, which is why she gets away with so much with her parents. But um... I'm, wa- I'm
1: wondering how they're going to bring Billy Bob Thornton back because he's the marshal in uh, Fort Worth. But yeah, it's um, just very well done, and... Uh beautiful to look at. Well written. Some of the lines in the, like the shade, the sister, uh, Faith Hill's characters, her oh sister and niece, who were just, they were like downers. And then they end up killing the niece. And then the mother commits suicide. Cause she, b- before they, before they kill, the, the thing is after she suffers this loss, she's still awful. Yeah. And not nice to people. And basically she takes her own life. And, um, and won't be missed by everybody else
0: well i Actually, mean yeah because even
1: when people were trying to give her sympathy she was a jerk about it she was like, just she was yeah she was she was awful about it um but, but yeah it's just we gotta, you yeah know,
0: we gotta wrap this one
2: up but yeah well i i because i watched i watched it too oh okay My, my impression's a little different from you guys go ahead i do agree with you that it's it's gorgeous looking it's beautifully mounted it looks like a movie Um, All the production values are incredible, and the cast is is great. I sense Um, a big butt coming. uh, Yeah, (laughs) there is a definite big butt coming. Um, I guess it comes from the fact that I am not drawn to Westerns at all. I find most of them tedious. A Western has to be really different. It has to have something special, um, like a Deadwood or a Hell on Wheels, to really take my attention. And this is not that. This is this is just a rote Western to me. It was so much so that I actually fell asleep during the second episode and no. woke up just in time to see the kid get shot. And all I could think was, oh, good. Um, and <laughs> I mean, to I, be I, fair, I, that
0: was pretty much my reaction too. So.
2: Yeah, well, you know, we're, we, there's between her and her mother, those are two characters who are not going to be, who literally are not mourned by anyone, even in the show. Um But I it's I just it's not that it's bad. I'm not going to say I mean, if you like Westerns, um, then, yeah, you probably are going to really enjoy this. And I mean, it's got Sam Elliott in it and it's you know, the cast is great, but it's just it's like a million other Westerns just just done, you know, with a a lot more money than usual. But I, I just found it very boring. It, it was it's not something that i am anxious to see more of
1: i thought it was interesting that we do get the we get the flashback in at the beginning of episode two with the tom hanks cameo and we find out surprise surprise that tim mcgross fought on the losing side of the civil war and spent three years in a union prison Pretty. camp
2: yeah yeah and, and and see that 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 introduces yet another trope that i personally loathe which is taking a character from the south and who who you know i mean these were scummy people who vote who, who fought for slavery and making them the hero and i it's glorifying the confederacy and i eat that with a, like a burning white hot intensity i wouldn't... And I, I think that at this at this stage we should stop doing that and there 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 are a million other kind of characters they could have made him there's there. uh Different backgrounds, you know, held by the South. It's it doesn't it they they didn't have to go in that direction, and I really hate that a lot. It I did not really like his character. Yeah, I was like, I it, that, that didn't bother me at all. So I, I mean, thought it I will, was interesting.
3: I, oh, sorry, go ahead, Peter. Well, no, no, I you know I, I liked it. Um, I've only seen the pilot. Um, I didn't, and it's funny because Allison, I will say. I didn't really care so much for Yellowstone because I thought that show felt a little too embracing a more what I would see as kind of like conservative or South ideal. I see what you're saying about Hollywood has a history, especially in the beginning of Westerns, that sort of like take – the southern bell, the southern, like, a, a nostalgic view of...
2: It of glorifies this, the Confederacy, I, and there's a I, 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 did, I, did, I did not I feel think, like
0: that at all, though. I, like, I, I didn't but, I, get that at all. Like, okay, we got Peter, Peter, Peter. Let Peter also, talk.
3: Oh, I guess I just felt in the pilot, so I have not seen more than the pilot, but I thought the Tim McGraw character, at least from what I've seen, he doesn't seem to be espousing he, those beliefs, like, Oh, you know, we should have won. Or like, in fact, I didn't even realize that until you said that. That I was like, oh, I guess I didn't know that about the character. What I like about this show, and I guess I'm in the middle. Whereas I, there are some westerns I love. There are some westerns that I'm kind of on Allison's side, where I'm like, ah, they're okay. I feel like we've been seeing so many, like, since Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven, there have been so many what we what are now called like revisionish, revisionist. Mm-hmm. Westerns that are more brutal and stuff. And I think this show definitely has some of that brutality and everything. And it sounds like what Allison is saying is that it's like, it's still somewhat for her hearkening back to before Unforgiven. So, again, so I guess I'm in the middle on where, on that. But I thought it was a good pilot. Like, again, uh, yeah, like, I, I thought it was Allison, great. It's well, it's well acted and yeah. all that kind of stuff.
0: But we gotta wrap thought... this up. We got one more show. We got one more show to talk about. We gotta wrap this up. We we can't keep on it uh, any longer. Sorry. Um. So we got our last show. We're gonna talk about uh, is the Expanse, and it's episode four and five. We only have one episode left, and for the life of me, I have no idea how we're gonna wrap up this season. We'll find out next week what we think about the the series I have, finale. I I have a theory. But uh, I don't share it because tell me you, you can seal it in an envelope. I don't want to get spoiled, even by your theories. I'll, I'll text it to everybody before Friday. Okay, cool. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that the last two episodes were very good episodes in and of themselves. Like, they were very solid, especially episode five, the conversation with Drummer and Naomi. Avasarala! Well, that too. But I liked... I liked uh Naomi and, and um drummer, drummer having that personal conversation, how she felt betrayed by Naomi that she didn't lose as much as she lost and just like it's like are we comparing losses now? Like all of that was really, really good. And and obviously her conversation with the was fantastic as well. But uh and I liked the fact that uh what is the son's name? Mm. Philip Philip he finally can – I think he can finally see the flaw in what, he, what his dad's plan is and what he's doing, and I think he's finally seen it and acknowledged it. I don't know what he's going to do about it, but uh, hopefully he's done flip-flopping back and forth. We Fingers crossed on that. Uh, Tom, go ahead. What did you think?
1: Oh, I love both episodes. But just in praise of Kara G, though – Man, that whole – but she has those two conversations almost back-to-back between Naomi – between her and Naomi and then her and Vasarala. By the way, that's a conversation that a lot of us have been waiting for for multiple seasons. Right. But um, just – she's she doesn't get enough credit. I, I watched the behind-the-scenes, and with her first scene – one of her early scenes in season two, I think it was – they were looking at the dailies and they thought, Oh, she's really stiff until they realized, Oh my gosh, she's playing English as a second language because when she's with Naomi or the belters, she's very fluent and spontaneous and things we don't think about. So she's a smart actor, but man, and poor Amos, Amos, Amos is like, what the hell am I doing here? Could have ended this all. And yeah. what the hell? Um, I just love that there are so many strong female characters on this show with agency who are not who don't need to be rescued by any man. I'm talking to you, rookie. <laughs> but uh, who who can take their destinies in their hands. And then you have two of these characters confront each other. And one of them is like, why do you have the charmed life? And you seem to flip flop your loyalties. And I'm getting totally screwed. I'm, I'm, and I'm going to end up having to make this deal with basically the devil. So great show. How they wrap it up, I have th- theories, but hopefully they'll let the show run a little bit longer. They, they let episode five run a whole five minutes longer than episodes one through four. <laughs>
2: Woo.
0: Uh, Allison, your thoughts?
2: I you know this is such a strong season so far. It's it, I am loving everything about it except for the fact that we should be still saying oh this is the beginning of this season, <laughs> and instead we're staring at only one more episode, and I haven't the vaguest idea how they're going to tie all this up. There is literally a, a, a line in this in the most recent episode. Where uh, Holden is looking at the information about the uh, the ring and and what's happening with ships going through it, and he says, "Wow, this is a much bigger story than what's going on with with Marco and Aros. and it's like, yeah, you're right. so how come we only have one episode to tell it? um it it's just it's frustrating I, I unless they're planning on saying surprise, we were kidding, there's gonna be another season next year. we'll wrap it up then." I really have no idea what they're going to do with this because there is so much more to say. I mean, I don't even know how they're going to wrap up that cold open stuff that they do on on that planet. There's strange dog storyline. Yeah, I don't I don't see how they're. I, first of all, I don't even see what direction that's going in or how it ties in with everything else. But it's it's even as a story in and of itself, I I don't know how they're going to wrap that up in one more episode. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm puzzled and I'm kind of frustrated. I'm kind of worried that this is going to be yet another game of Thrones situation where we love the series right up until the end and then go, what did I just sit through?
1: I don't, Um, I don't think so because the authors are on the writing staff. I just checked. I, according to IMDb, the finale is 65 minutes, which is a whole 20 minutes longer than, you know, than most of the episodes this season. So, mm -hmm. But they do have a lot to wrap up.
3: I think that, I mean, I saw, I saw an article saying how they were saying that this is the opposite problem of Game of Thrones, which is that Game of Thrones basically tried to do all this story and they were rushing through everything. And they were saying this season feels like they're not rushing at all. They're go like Allison just said they're going at the pace, thinking like they have ten episodes. Right. Like you said, it's like yeah. oh yeah, this is a good episode. This is a good mid mid season episode. It's just weird being like, wait, it ends next week. Like, how's that possible? Like I, that's what's weird. My only the only criticism I have in the which is which is a which is a choice that they're making because it's the last season. Even though I agree the stuff with Philip is better, and I do not mind the cold open stuff with the little kid, it's hard for me when I'm watching these to be like, this is eating time away from the crew of the Rossinati. And if this is yeah. the last season, I don't really care that much about Philip or this little girl. Like, it's not that they're bad. I think that the... Libby is right. I think that Philip finally having his moment where he's realizing what his father did. It's all, it's totally well done. It's just that I'm like, yeah, but I'd rather hang out with Bobby and like Amos and stuff. Bobby. My big thing. So. Um, <laughs>
2: great scene yeah, between yeah. them, by the way, in the cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah,
3: Bobby and
0: Amos had a great, <laughs> yeah. great. You know, the thing that's crazy
2: is, okay. So Amos
0: has the alcohol. He comes and sits at their table. And when he sits down, I was like, huh, I could ship them. And then by the time they leave, Amos is like, hey, you want to come with me? And I was like, wait, this is happening
2: right now? <laughs> like, I thought that I, was great. I don't great. think it's shipping so much as Amos will, will want to get it on with pretty much anything. I'm not
0: disagreeing, but it's still <laughs> I'm still happy. Okay. You know what I to to about that
2: scene? There was a tiny little detail about that scene that I just loved so much. When he, you know, he sits down and she asks him, "Is that glitter on you?" <laughs> He's yeah. like, "Yes." And it, it turned is. out when I, when they did a close up shot of him, you could see, you could glitter, see glitter on him. Yes. I, I was, I was just, oh, perfect. Because they could have gotten away with that not happening, but they took the time to do it, and I thought that was great.
0: And I'm sure oh, the actor they... loved them applying glitter to him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he'll be finding it into his next show
3: one more thing before we we go that i wanted to add is that i have been a little mixed on naomi was one of my favorite characters in the first three seasons and once they introduced you know the baby daddy and all that stuff i was like "Eh, i don't know like i mean naomi has that one good episode i guess it's last season where she's stuck on the ship by herself is that right
0: yeah that was really good that's
3: a really good episode but I will say, I thought they did a good job this season, and I think it was not last episode, it was episode four, where you know, Holden makes that decision, which I'm just like, what the heck? Yep. I need mean, you just kill, just kill him now. And then later he gives his explanation. He's like, Well, I'm not I can't be your boyfriend and the guy that killed you know Who killed- murdered your son. And while I understand the logic of that, like I'm like, Yeah, I get it. I get the logic behind that. I really liked when Naomi was like, you know what, man, like I already went through this. I tried to save my son. I couldn't save him. Like I have moved past that. And I was like, "Oh, I really like that. Like uh, it made me respect Naomi more. but um, well, she basically said, I basically, you don't need to save me, dude. I can take care of myself. Right,
0: exactly. Right. Right. So right.
3: I like that. That's all I want to say.
0: All right. Well, let's wrap that up then. Um, I think we're saying thumbs up and holding our breath for next week. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can send them to Gmail.com. <laughs> follow us on Twitter or on Facebook or on sci-fi.radio and iTunes and we'll talk to you guys next week Bye 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 bye
2: bye later